Hey friends, thanks for joining another episode of Cast the Word. Today I want to talk to you about fighting hopelessness. Guys, thank you so much again for joining in to another episode today. I want to talk to you for a few moments about fighting hopelessness. And before I do that, I just want to remind you guys that if any of you ever want to reach out, you can email us directly at casttheword at gmail.com. It's been great getting to chat with a few of you guys over the past couple weeks. I really appreciate that. It helps engage me because I've said before that one thing about podcasts that is kind of a downside, if I have to say that there is a downside, it is that I don't get to see everyone. Um, all you guys do is hear me, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Of course, that that helps encourage me to keep going as well, but uh, I want to hear from you too. So that avenue and venue is open to, to everyone. Please reach out, casttheword at gmail.com. That keeps us engaged as well. And also, we do have a patron page now open through Podbean. So that will um, continue to allow us to keep plugging away, uh, keep upgrading our equipment to continue improving our podcast. So if, if you feel led to do that, you can do that through the mobile app on Podbean or going to our Podbean page on the on your web browser, casttheword.podbean.com. That will allow us again to continue to uh, perpetuate this vision that we have for our podcast ministry, continue to improve things. There is a tiered amount of donations there if you feel led to do that. God bless you in your giving if you do choose to do that. So today, uh, our episode is on fighting hopelessness. And throughout our lives, each of us can probably reflect on a particular season where we have lived in a mindset of hopelessness. I know I can definitely relate to that. Maybe you even feel hopeless right now. You may feel like everything is stacked up against you and that there is no way out of your present situation. Or maybe you feel like there are certain circumstances that you look at that feel hopeless right now. Maybe you don't feel hopeless in a general sense of the word. Maybe you feel hopeless about a particular situation. Like that lost loved one you keep praying for that refuses to come to God. Maybe you feel hopeless about that. Maybe you feel hopeless because of a negative report you or a family member recently received at a doctor's visit. Maybe you feel hopeless because no matter how hard you work in your life, it always seems like at the end of every month there's always more bills than there is money. And the list goes on and on. There are so many things we can feel hopeless about in our lives. And by the way, the natural world has been progressing recently, especially throughout this past year and this pandemic, the feeling of hopelessness can so easily continue to grow and grow until it gets to a point where we've not only lost our faith in God, but we even start believing lies the enemy feeds us, like, does God really love us? Is is he ever going to answer that prayer that we keep praying and so on and so forth? So today I want to offer some encouragement to those of you out there and remind you, as well as, as well as myself, of who we are in Christ and what the Bible has to say about fighting hopelessness. But before I get to that, let's clarify here, just for a moment, that hope and faith are not tools to be used in an effort to escape the issues we're faced with. We will have tribulations, we will have trials, we will have problems. We cannot truly escape them. However, we can live our life still continually looking forward, not looking back, not looking around us, 
and continue looking to our eternal home as well, and above all, trusting in God along the way. C.S. Lewis once said, Hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some modern people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. That was a great quote by C.S. Lewis, and so true. Having hope and having faith does not mean that we're, you know, and we've said this a lot in our in our podcast, that, that it doesn't mean that we're living under a rock, right? It doesn't mean that we're ignoring that which is around us. No, it just means that we're looking forward spiritually. We're keeping our eye on the prize. So hope doesn't mean living our heads in the clouds either or neglecting the issues that are around us, but like I said, rather being able to face the issues and not let them overtake us, while all the way looking to Christ as not only the author of our faith, but the finisher. That means that he was there before the problem showed up. He'll be there during the problems you face right now, and he will see you through to the finish line. So long as you remain focused on him and rest your hope in Christ— and him alone. Charles Spurgeon once said, without Christ, there is no hope. And how true is that? Without Christ, there really is no hope. There's a reason that these great men of God are being quoted here today, and that's just because hopelessness is something we all face from time to time. Some of us, it affects worse than others, right? So we need this encouragement, and I like seeing these great warriors in the faith, addressing it, because it reassures me that I'm not alone. I'm not alone when I feel this way. You're not alone when you feel hopeless. Above all, Christ is the answer to our hopelessness. Which leads me to the first point I want to make in this episode, which is, God is our hope. Plain and simple. Psalm 71.5 says, For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. If you're young, He's your hope today. If you're middle-aged, he's still your hope. And to our elder brothers and sisters, he's your hope as well. He's all of our hope, no matter what age we are. And I love hearing stories from older brothers and sisters that have been walking with God since they were very young and hearing their testimonies because it it reminds me that God is still our hope. One thing that I hear is a common theme in these testimonies from these older saints is that they all say the same thing, it seems like, that God's been with them all the way. Something that's so basic and so, you know, simple, but so true when you really think about it. And it's it's encouraging to know that, you know, they've been with the Lord, they've been walking with the Lord 30, 40, 50 years, some more than that, and they say, God has been with me all the way. That tells me that you know that those people have faced battles. You know that those people have had seasons where they felt hopeless, but yet they're still proclaiming boldly that God has been with them. And they'll say the longer that they walk with God, the sweeter God becomes to them. And that's a story I want to be able to tell when I reach that age. He's our hope from our youth all the way from to the from the cradle to the casket. He is our hope. Amen. The second point is the word of God is our hope. The word of God is our hope. Another thing to reflect on when we're in seasons of hopelessness is that the word of God is our hope. Psalms 119.114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope 
in your word. Listen to that. I hope in your word. I place my hope in the word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When we feel hopeless, it feels like we're all alone. It feels like we're abandoned and fighting our battles on our own. But his word is a lamp unto our feet. When we're alone, when we feel like we're in, we're in darkness, darkness surrounds us, his word is a lamp to our feet. It, it directs us in which way we should go. Should we go to the right or to the left? His word directs us in our seasons of hopelessness. That means that when it feels like we're in the dark from our chaos, his word will light the way. We just have to open it. We just have to read it, absorb it, and above all, believe it. From Genesis all the way to Revelation. And here's where the challenge lies. If you're anything like me, when I've been in seasons of hopelessness, it somehow seems to be the hardest time in my life to pray and read the word. And why is that? Well, I believe it's because the enemy knows that we're fighting a battle. And, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this world. This is called spiritual warfare. When we're in the battle, it's hard to fall on our knees. It's hard to open the Word of God. But that's the time we need it the most. We need it all the time, don't get me wrong, but when we're in the middle of the battle, that's when we really need it. The vaccine for hopelessness is the Word of God. We just have to read it so we, so we can have hope in it. We just have to open it. We just have to absorb it. And I'm not talking about speed reading here. This is one thing that many Christians seem to feel some sort of uh, checkpoint or, or checkmark in their life. And that's, you know, I read, a, I read a chapter today. I read I read a book today. You know, and it makes us feel good, like we've accomplished something. And praise God for that. We should set goals in our reading. There's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, don't speed read just for the sake of, of getting through it, right? Don't read it just for the sake of being able to say, I, I feel good, I read it today. Even if it's just a verse, even if it's just a chapter, whatever it is for you, make sure that we're absorbing what we're reading. Not only do we need to read it, but we need to make sure we understand it, and we need to meditate on it and chew on it and make sure that it's in our spirit so that we can remind ourselves that our hope is in the Word of God. These next two points that I'm going to talk about are kind of a little bit of the same. They kind of grow on each other, but I want to I wanted to break them out so I can dive into them a little bit in depth uh, separately. And the first the first one is that we must acknowledge that God has not forsaken us. And it's in seasons of hopelessness where we start thinking, you know, has God forsaken me? Has He abandoned me? Too often when we feel hopeless, our mind starts playing tricks on us, and the enemy capitalizes on this brief moment of weakness, on this little tiny crack in our, in our armor. That's when he seeps in and starts playing those mind tricks. We start questioning if our prayers are being heard. We start questioning if God has abandoned us. Like I said, we start wondering if we're even saved to begin with. I mean, it, we can go into the extremes when we are in a season of hopelessness. But we must accept that it is in these seasons where we grow with God, as long as our mindset is correct. Listen to that. Sometimes our trials are, are in place for maturity, spiritual maturity. And we can only grow if we recognize it for what it is during that moment, which is very hard. But we've got to recognize what it is. We've got to make sure our mindset is correct. We've got to cast down those wicked imaginations and remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. 
Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is who we are. We carry the blood-stained banner of the Lord Jesus Christ on our hearts. We are walking testimonies. We talked about that last week, uh, or the last episode, rather. We are walking testimonies, and this is just a season of testing. And it's in these seasons where we feel like everyone is out against us, right? When we're feeling a sense of hopelessness, we feel like there's no one for us. There's Everyone's against us. Everything is coming against us. Our minds are playing tricks on us. Our family or friends may even make a comment and they may mean well when they say it, but it just strikes us the wrong way. Or maybe it's the other thing. Maybe they're not there, you know, maybe they're not there encouraging and helping us. Maybe we truly do feel like our family has left us alone. And remind yourself when you're in that, in, in that particular season that Job too had those problems. Job had his wife who said to him, why don't you curse God and die? And even his friends came up to him, him and said, you're facing these issues because you brought it on yourself. There's a reason you're facing this, this problem right now. And that's, that's the enemy using, the, using people sometimes to, to, to try to strike us when we're down, right? He may tell us through the voice of others that this is your fault. And, you know, that's not what we need to hear when we're in a season of hopelessness, but maybe sometimes it is what we need to hear. Maybe we need to be self-checked and be like, yeah, maybe I did bring this on our own, and that's a season for repentance and for prayer and, and all of that. But but it could also be that it's just the enemy continuing to to plow into us that you really are on your own. You don't even have friends and family on your side. But when we're feeling that way, Remind yourself, God has not forsaken you. He will not forsake you. He's, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When everyone else leaves you, he'll be right there by your side. Amen? When you're in the fiery furnace, he's that fourth man in the fire, making sure that you survive to see the other side. When you're in that lion's den, he's the one keeping those lion's mouths shut so you can survive through the night. When you're going against the giant, you're the one standing there saying, I, you come to me in, in, with the sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. That is the mindset of a believer. It's looking at our circumstances, and even though it, on the inside we feel like, man, everything's up against us, we feel hopeless, we feel like no one is on our side, we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart and believe that He has not forsaken us. Which leads me to the second part of this point, which is to remember that you are blessed if you hope in the Lord. If you have hope in the Lord, you are blessed. What do I mean by that? We've got to maintain our faith in God. We must rest in our hope in Him. And even when we feel all alone, the Bible says that we're blessed if we hope in Him. So you have all these issues coming against you. You have this particular circumstance you're looking at, and you're saying, that that thing I'm pointing at right now, I know that thing is hopeless. There's no hope for that situation. That family member I keep praying for and believing that they're going to come to God. There's no hope for that situation right there. But that's not true. 
because we believe that we are blessed if we hope in him, and we call those things which be not as though they are. So don't let the enemy try to twist your mind to tell you you've been praying for that situation for days, for months, for weeks, for years, for a decade. Nothing's ever happened. Why do you keep praying to God? He's not going to answer you. Why do you? And he uses those those tools against us in our mind to sway us away from the faith. Don't let that work. Psalms 146 verse 5 says, Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord. Listen to this, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Listen to, to the word that's, that's written in this scripture. The people who trust in the Lord, they're blessed. They will be like a tree planted by the water. Listen to that. They are a tree planted by the water. You cannot withstand the storm. You cannot withstand the heat. You cannot continue having leaves on your tree that are green. You cannot continue living through a year of drought if you are not planted deeply into the river, in, into the Word of God, okay? If you are, if you have shallow roots, when those elements come against you, you will fall down. Think of it like a hurricane. If a, if a tree is not planted firmly into the ground, when a hurricane comes, those winds blast against that tree, and it gets uprooted and flies off into the, in, in the wind, okay? If we are believers whose roots are planted firmly into the Word of God, and we believe beyond a shadow of doubt, that the words in the Word of God are true and they are for me and they are relevant for this day, then when those elements come against us, we believe that we're going to be blessed because our hope is in Him. So let me ask you, do you believe in the Word of God? Do you believe that it's infallible and that it is the truth? John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus was the Word in flesh, right? So if we can believe that, then we must believe that if we maintain our hope and our faith in Jesus, that we're blessed despite our season of hopelessness. We're going to come through it in Jesus' name. No matter what is causing our feelings of hopelessness, no matter what situation we look at and say that situation is hopeless, we don't believe that. We call those things which be not as though they are. That means when we look at that lost loved one and we continue praying, we say instead, in Jesus' name, they will come to the cross. Speak faith. Talk faith, right? We look at that negative report from the doctor and say, in Jesus' name, I'm healed. Not I will be healed or I might be healed. Listen to the words. When you look at that negative report from the doctor, you pray, I'm healed. I am healed. Amen? We look at our financial burdens and we say, God will provide. God, not God might provide. God may come through a year from now. God will provide because he's Jehovah Jireh. He will provide the lamb in the thicket at the last moment. Look at Mary and Martha. They looked at their situation with dead Lazarus and said, there's no way anything can be done about it. Imagine that. You have just buried Lazarus, right? They even said to Jesus, you're late, he's dead. But that day, Lazarus got up and walked out of the tomb, right? So I believe that 
we will be blessed, and our hopelessness will be conquered so long as we put our faith and our hope in Jesus. It may seem like everything's lost. We may look at our situation and say, that's a Lazarus moment. You know, that lost loved one, there's there's no reason to continue praying for that person because that person's in the tomb. He's not coming out. She's not coming out. Whatever circumstance it is, you know your problems. You know your trials. You know what you're going through right now. Name it right now. Think of it in your head. And you, you may think of it and, and see that it's in the tomb, brother. It's not coming out. Don't think that way. Don't give in to that mindset of hopelessness. Declare in Jesus' name that situation will come out of the tomb. In Jesus' in Jesus' name, that my hopelessness that I'm in right now, I will come through on the other side. It's all about your mindset, and, and it's easier to say on this end of the mic. It's harder to walk out when you're in that season. I know I've been there. I have been in that season, and I'm sure I will have another season, and I may have to come back and listen to my own episode to remind myself. You know what I mean? But we gotta we gotta maintain it. We gotta maintain the faith. We gotta walk the faith. Talk the faith. That's a big thing, a big key there. Don't let that negative speech come out of your mouth. Talk faith, right? Isaiah 55 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So we may look at our situation and say, God, why haven't you answered that prayer? I've been praying for that situation for years now. I've been praying for that situation to to take a turn for the better, but nothing continues to happen. Why, God? Why, Why is that? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't know why God works out the things He works out, but we do know Romans 8, 28, that all things, all things will work together for the good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. So we may not understand why that prayer is not answered right now, but we maintain the faith because we know that all things will work together in some way, somehow, some fashion, we put our hope in him. We put our trust in him. He's he's the God of the universe. He spoke and created everything that we see. We cannot match our level of thinking with his. We're 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 nothing compared to him. He he, he is all omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He is the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's seated high in the heavens. His train fills the temple. He is our Lord. He is our creator. He's our maker. So we're going to believe that all things work together for the good. Why can we believe that? Because his word says it. And we know that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If it's in the word of God, we believe it because it's written black words on white paper, red words on white paper. And if it said it, it means it, and I believe it. Amen? That's got to be our mindset. So let me leave you with this, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I pray this message has blessed you today. I pray that it's encouraged you to continue pushing forward, press towards the mark. Don't be overcome by your season of hopelessness. Don't be overcome by thinking that specific situation is hopeless. Call those things which be not as though they are. Press towards the mark and put your hope in Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time. 